0: as you're probably aware within just a little more than two weeks the Holy Father Pope Francis will make his first ever trip to the United States not just his first trip as Pope but he's never been here before personally in any capacity and we'll have a lot of coverage about that probably and we will certainly hear almost without question, a number of the messages that the Holy Father has continued to make central to his pontificate. He's coming for the meeting of the families, the need to strengthen the family, the need to reinforce the family against so many of the modern pressures and tensions. Probably talk about the need for greater respect for human dignity, especially in the area of immigration, and all the refugees and all the tragedies there. He talks about the environment. But there's been one particular theme that has been sort of the overriding theme for Pope Francis since he stepped out on the balcony after being elected several years ago, and that is the idea of mercy, God's mercy. And he continues to remind the world of something That we all know, and yet we need to remind ourselves again and again. And it is that God forgives. He pardons our sins. He pardons the things that we have done wrong and for which we are guilty. And if there were not this mercy of God, each and every one of us would be lost. We would be lost because we are a part of the tragedy of original sin of Adam and Eve. And how the world has changed and we ourselves have that brokenness that we bear all the time. As the consequence, God has forgiven that sin in Jesus Christ. But he has left that damage for us to deal with, to work through. And it's not just original sin, but it is our own sinfulness. It is the things that we know we do wrong, that we give in, that we choose to do. And through it all, there is mercy. This is why we have such great hope and such great optimism. However bad our failings, if we turn back, God is always there. Like the father of the prodigal son scanning the horizon to see us and run to meet us and put that ring on us and put that fine cloak on us and to kill the fatted calf. But as we deal with Pope Francis and mercy, it is fascinating to read the press accounts and to hear what is being said about God's mercy and the Holy Father's reminder. And we need to understand well the church, and God's love, and our faith. Because oftentimes the reporting on God's mercy is in some ways directed towards undermining our faith, is in some ways directed towards undermining the church itself. First of all, a number of the comments that we hear are suggesting that this discussion of mercy is somehow something new. It is something that being manipulated as if we're only now discovering or somehow remembering what has been forgotten in God's mercy. But the mercy of the confessional, the mercy of forgiveness, has always been there. I remember my last few months as pastor up in Lake Geneva, and we had a whole confession for all of the kids of the grade school. And I went from classroom to classroom afterward and asked them, what did you think? First, second grade, all the way up to eighth grade. They talked about that sense of freedom. They talked about how good they felt. We know about the mercy that is given to us through the church. And it is not something new. Remember Pope St. John Paul, The second document of his pontificate was entitled Divas in Misericordia, the Latin for He is rich in mercy. He gave us Divine Mercy Sunday, which has become so popular and so celebrated. That was only his own contribution of what has gone before us. The Church has known mercy. The Holy Father is reminding us of something that we know well second thing is that a number of the commentators are suggesting that real mercy means that somehow we have to relax Christ's moral teaching. Folks suggesting that under the guise of mercy, it'll no longer be necessary for us to repent, for us to convert our hearts, for us to renounce our sins and our past sins. But the thing about the sins that are forgiven in mercy is that they're not just our own agreement, our own fixation of the moment for our time and place, but they are linked with mercy to the truth that comes from Jesus Christ through our faith. Obviously, we're hearing many discussions that are suggesting that mercy is going to change the truth about divorce or contraception or marriage or many other things. We can't be fooled. We can't be deceived. We cannot misunderstand God's mercy. God's mercy is not separate from truth. God's truth is not separate from mercy itself. Christ's mercy has always required us to accept His mercy as a means of our conversion, as a result of our conversion. I always think one of the most undercommented stories in the gospel is when Christ has the woman caught in adultery brought to him? And you remember that he scritches with his finger in the ground and they all walk away and he's left talking to the woman. And isn't it interesting? He says, has no one condemned you? And she says, no. And he says, then neither do I condemn you. Go sin no more. Isn't it interesting what was missing there? Was him saying, your sins are forgiven. Because the woman is still there in her anger. She is still there not seeking the forgiveness. And so Christ takes it as far as she is ready to go. But mercy requires something more. She must repent. She must accept the truth of what she's done. I mention all this because this past week, there was a story that got particular attention and I think it's worth a comment. It's the story that the Holy Father gave permission, gave what's called faculties, to priests throughout the world in the coming year of mercy that the Holy Father has called starting in November. To all priests, to forgive the sin of abortion. Now we have to understand what it is the Holy Father was getting at. Because the press has taken this to say, aha, there's that sin that those nasty people will not forgive. It's no such thing. There are certain sins that the church has always tried to raise up even more so that there is a greater sense of recognition of how awful they are and that they not happen again. Among those is the sin of abortion, the sin of taking the life of one most defenseless, one most dependent upon others. It is a grave sin. And so there are several sorts of sins to which the forgiveness is available, but its forgiveness is reserved, in this case to the bishop, in some other cases for other sins, even all the way to the pope himself, because these sins should never happen again. Think, for example, of that picture we saw this past week, that young Syrian boy drowned, lying on the beach. Would we not wish as a part of God's mercy and a part of forgiveness, that the depth of that sin be recognized and that that never happen again. Of course, one of the things about this reserve of the sin of abortion to the bishop is he is allowed to give that permission back to his priests who work in his name. And that's what happens in many parts of the world throughout the United States, certainly in the Diocese of Rockford. Priests have long been able to forgive that sin. And what the Holy Father was doing was saying in any places where the bishop has not given back that permission, in other words, that the bishop himself would have to forgive that sin that the Holy Father has conceded it for the coming year. The point is this. That sin has always been forgiven. The point is that the church's mercy is Christ's mercy, and it has always been there. And so hearing the stories that we've heard have misreported or they've sort of taken that act of mercy on the part of the Pope to try and make us feel as if the church were not merciful when it has always been so because it is the mercy of Christ. There's something else that happens with a story like that. There are many, many women who repented and went to confession over the years and received their forgiveness in the confessional, through the hands of the priest, the voice of the priest. And they read something like this, and they say, I finally had peace of soul. Was that false? Was something wrong there? Did I have to do something more? And so consciences are agitated that need not have been. The point is simply this. As the Holy Father comes with the great message of mercy, with the great message of family, with the great message of so many of the topics that he deals with. We need to be sure that we do not allow some of this misreporting and some of the manipulation to affect us, to give us doubts, to weaken us. It is the Church of Christ. It is the Church of Christ's mercy, his love, his truth his forgiveness how wonderful it will be how wonderful it will be to have the holy father come and visit us and to remind us of all of these good things that we have already known